One of the best things that we can do for our children's healing is actually prioritize our own healing and our own personal growth and mental health. This helps us manage our stress better, which leads to less yelling and burnout and increased care, connection, and even empathy. It's also how we start breaking generational trauma cycles. Hiring a coach or a therapist should be seen as just an extension of your support system as a parent. But how do you know if you need a therapist or if you need a coach? Maybe you've wondered if a therapist would be helpful, or if you have a therapist but you're not finding it's helping much if you need something different. You maybe even recognize you need something, but you're not even sure where to start or what that something even is. Hey, I'm Annabeth. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach and host of the Safe Haven Parenting Podcast. I help single parents raising children impacted by trauma find tools and support to raise compassionate, resilient, and thriving kids. Today's episode is going to be around a common FAQ that I get. What's the difference between coaching and therapy? And how do you know which one you need, as well as what to look for when you're searching out either option to get the right fit for you? I'm not really sure what happened, but the other day, my kids were playing outside and one of them tripped or did something, I don't know, but needless to say, they came in with a scraped up and bloodied knee, um, needing a band-aid. And I don't know about you, but I buy my band-aids in bulk because kids seem to be magnets for scraped knees. You know, so you like, You patch them up and you love on them and eventually the pain subsides and they can go back out and get on with their day. But a few years back, my kiddo tripped and split his head on the gravel. I'll spare you the details because you really don't need to know them. But needless to say, it was more than what I felt comfortable handling on my own. Sometimes we do need the help of professionals trained to figure out what's going to have lasting damage and what's just going to leave a bruise. You can put a band-aid on a skinned knee just fine, but you can't fix a broken bone that way. Coaching and therapy is a bit like that. As a coach, I can help you with a band-aid from your mental health needs. But a therapist can help stitch you up when there is more than a scraped knee. As a coach, I can provide support to minor cuts and scrapes and even show you how to put on your own band-aid. But I'm going to refer out to a psychologist or a therapist if it's affecting you or your safety is at risk. While a therapist is quite capable of that band-aid application as well, They can also do a whole lot more than I can as a coach. What this means is that a good coach who specializes in mental health or trauma functions more as a mentor or a guide 
but we ultimately believe that you are capable and have what you need to heal and grow. We're just there to encourage and like support the hiccups that happen. But we see you more as a peer, not necessarily as a client. But a good therapist can go way beyond that. They're looking to help assess what is holding you back and they can provide you like diagnosis if needed or treatment plans. They can take an active role in helping you figure out your next steps. A good coach will focus on helping you see and build on your strengths and believe in yourself. A good coach will provide education where needed. They won't tell you what you need to do or how you need to do it. A good coach is going to model a healthy relationship not only with you, but also within you for your relationship with yourself. A good coach will support you in setting goals that you want to set, but they're not going to shape your thinking or hint at what we think might be a good idea. We believe in you and that you have the answers you need already. You just have to learn to trust your voice. A good coach may share about their own life and experiences, and a good therapist likely will not. They stay more neutral. A good coach is empathetic, a great listener, and holds a safe space for you. They're not going to tell you how you should feel or minimize your needs. A good therapist is going to listen to you, take notes, and help formulate a treatment plan for you. They have a minimum of six years of education on this topic, plus another two of practicums, as well as continuing education for every year they choose to keep up their license. They are a wealth of knowledge and a highly moderated field. They're also qualified to handle things like active suicide threats, addictions, or mental illness cycles where coaches really are not. Um, Therapists can offer triage and ongoing medical support around psychology and mental health. As a trauma recovery coach, it is not my job to actually help you process through your trauma. That's what a therapist is there for. Coaches cannot assess diagnose, treat, cure, prescribe, any of that stuff. A good coach will help you recognize when those things might be needed and refer you out to a therapist. My goal as a coach is to help you understand that trauma, like understand about trauma in general And support how you feel about your experiences now in the present moment and support you in how you want to live your life now. A good coach and a good therapist won't see you as broken or in need of fixing. They're just going to see you as having a normal reaction to abnormal experiences or differences within your brain. And they're going to validate you and your needs. A good coach and a good therapist should both be really great at providing wisdom and intuition, kindness and empathy, and both should encourage growth and goal setting. 
I would honestly argue that these things are like the basis of any solid and healthy relationship, not just professional ones. Well, it's similar in that you're being vulnerable with both therapists and coaches, talking with them both and like getting a thoughtful and kind response from both. The difference is what we do with the information and what questions we may seek out. Therapists have all those years of formal education to draw from, while coaches draw more from personal experience and a more limited frame of view. They're both valid, though. Not everyone benefits from the coaching model, and not everyone benefits from the therapy model. Trauma-trained therapists help you dissect how you felt when trauma happened, and they can even walk you through active triggers you're still dealing with. Coaches are not qualified to do this, even ones with specialty training around trauma. And coaching is not therapy. So even if you have a coach who was a former therapist, it is a red flag if they try and provide you therapy within a coaching session just as much as it is for a coach who doesn't have qualifications to try and handle these things themselves. There's a super strong line there for the safety of those we are working with. So how do you know which one you need? If you feel you need active support for crisis, call a therapist. If you're struggling with panic attacks, anxiety attacks, or anxiety that immobilizes you, or if you feel low or sad all the time, you can't sleep or you sleep too much, if you're finding yourself using drugs or alcohol or food to cope, or withdrawing from the world, if you're finding yourself overspending all the time, or making your constant impulsive decisions, or if you find yourself in repeat unsafe situations or unsafe relationships, or upholding rigid standards or beliefs, or if you feel like you can't feel yourself, like you're watching your life happen separate from your body, If you feel out of control, these are all really great things to reach out out to a therapist to help you figure out. If you're honestly even questioning if you need to go to a therapist, go see a therapist. Like seriously, they're amazing. Um, Just keep in mind that um, it's normal to not have a perfect therapist show up the first time you call. It's often two or three therapists in before you find one that's a good fit. So if you dislike someone or have a negative or harmful experience, don't give up. Keep trying. Trust your instinct. Move on if you need to. If they give you a funny feeling, give it a hard pass. Look for a therapist who is trauma-trained, if you can. Not all of them are, ironically. Um, And one who is not seeking just to diagnose you or medicate you, but one who's really motivated to see you thrive and willing to advocate for your mental health long-term to get you like the right diagnosis and the right treatment for your needs if you need them. Not everybody does. Be 
wary of therapists who don't have active licenses. They are often operated operating within churches. You may not see it if you're not within a church, but if you're religious, it's also important to keep that separate from your mental health care. A lot of providers will use religious beliefs to dismiss current research, and this can often be downright dangerous. You likely wouldn't stick with a medical doctor who believed prayer and fasting was the only cure to medical issues. It's the same for your mental health care. Also, if you've had experience with domestic abuse, either as a child or as an adult, look for someone who has training around that issue. I was fortunate to understand these issues on some level myself to recognize bad advice given to me by my therapist, but you shouldn't have to advocate for yourself over these issues. Um, As a side note though, like learning about trauma and if relevant to you, domestic abuse can be really important for your recovery and for your children's recovery because it will help you identify red flags among practitioners, whether they be doctors or therapists or whatever. There are amazing trauma-trained professionals out there if you know what to look for. But if you don't, you can wind up with a bad fit for you or your family. That doesn't mean they're a bad practitioner, just not the right fit for you. The field of therapy as a whole is, on average, 30 years behind current research around trauma. Uh, Many fields are. There's a lot of bias and pathologizing and Don't be afraid to shop around and take your health into your own hands. When you hire someone, you have the right to speak up for your needs and wants. I've seen about five therapists now, and I've had some amazing experiences and some not so amazing experiences. But I really do love therapists. They're amazing people as a whole. And they, in general, really know their stuff and truly care about you and your success. They can help you in ways coaches can't or shouldn't. They can also recognize when you've gained all that you can from them and it's time to move on. It's kind of like you wouldn't keep seeing an occupational therapist after a car accident for years after you'd fully recovered. It's the same with mental health care. At some point, you will have grown and adapted, but they're always there for tune-ups and check-ins. Also, uh, Therapy has changed a lot, even in the last five years. So if you had a horrible experience in the 80s or 90s, even the early 2000s, especially if you were a kid, it's okay if you feel unsafe reaching out to a therapist. Um, If there's a wall that you're struggling with getting over, like this is normal if you've had bad experiences in the past. 
uh, you can ask other people who have had similar struggles and experiences as you that you're looking for support for and see if there's someone they like going to. Get a referral from a trusted friend or a parent group in your area. That um, might make it easier. But you deserve to have a life that you thrive in And a bad experience with a therapist shouldn't keep you from having a great experience. Now, if you've had a therapist and are in a place where you have everything stable, you may not need the level of care a therapist provides, that's where coaching can come in. Oftentimes, we've had an amazing therapist, we eventually start showing up and like, we wind up chatting just about mundane things that happen during the week and it becomes almost like meeting a friend for a cup of coffee. But therapists are not your friends and that's a good sign you might be ready for a different direction. If you don't feel like you're in crisis or struggling with mental health to the point it's negatively affecting your day-to-day life or relationships, you feel like you can manage well but you still want something more to support your growth as a person or you want to level up or whatever you want to call it, maybe you need support, but on a Band-Aid level, not on a triage level. That's where coaches can come in. Now, unlike therapy, coaching is not regulated in the U.S. Some places it is in the world, but it's not here yet which means that some coaches might be harmful. So here are some tips on finding one that's right for you. If you're looking to hire a coach, look at the coach's certifications. Even if you're looking for mental health or trauma-trained support, you want someone who is up-to-date on their research around these topics and has a great understanding of coaching ethics and standards. Uh, This is really big for parent support as well. What oftentimes happens in the coaching field is that you have people who've had experiences and then they feel that they can coach on those experiences, which is great until you realize that their their experiences are 20 years behind what we now know of child development, what we now know of mental health, and what we now know of trauma recovery. So some therapists believe that therapy is the only place trauma should be discussed. You'll have to decide what feels comfortable for you on that, But keep in mind that coaches are not qualified or safe to provide you trauma healing. We can provide trauma understanding and education, and we can talk about common after effects and um, generalizations, but we're not qualified to heal you of your trauma or dissect your trauma with you. Be wary of coaches offering this. While I am certified as a trauma recovery coach, what that means is that I'm qualified to work with people who are recovering, but I'm not actually providing the healing. I help you meet goals that you yourself set, 
And I can talk about different coping skills you can try, self-compassion practices, building confidence, and I can help you create safety in your home for children who have experienced trauma, understand behavior better and trauma-related neurodiversity, and like learning emotional support tools. But none of those are actually dealing with the trauma healing only walking alongside you in your recovery journey. What happens is that many coaches will offer trauma healing, and what you see is a lot of coaches who have stopped thinking about their trauma, who then use that experience to launch a coaching business with Uh, based on your mindset with the goal of getting you to stop thinking about it and being positive. And that's what they believe is healing. If you can be positive, you can be healed. And while coaches often have a wealth of experiences to offer when it comes to trauma, we know that trauma affects more than just our memories. Um, It affects every facet of our lives. Marketing lingo you might hear to be wary of are things like stop letting the past control you, but it's much more intertwined than that. Be wary of coaches who are offering to cure or treat or diagnose your anxiety, depression, PTSD, bipolar disorder, DID, like any other mental health challenges. They might have great coping strategies. But they are not even legally allowed to make those claims. And that's for a really good reason. It can be harmful and even life-threatening. They may have really good marketing and package it really appealingly. But look at what they're offering objectively, not just how their words or social media feeds make you feel. Don't let people prey on your hope. You deserve to thrive and you deserve trained professionals who can help you get there. So what do you look for then with a coach? It takes some energy, I'm sorry, but check out who they're certified with. It's the closest thing we can get to regulations as of right now. Um, Is the coaching certificate with an accredited program. That means did they go through something that was upheld to really high national or international standards of coaching. If you pull up the program that they went through, did they complete it in a day? Is it a month-long process? Was it a couple days, a week? Is it a life coaching certification? Or is it specific on the issue they want to work with? What were the requirements they had to meet to be certified? And who provided the program? And is the program registered? These are important um, distinctions that you can watch for for legitimate coaching practices. This due diligence, while maybe a little tiring to hear, can save you so much time and money. And it can also protect you. If you can't see who the coach is certified with or their qualifications, proceed with caution. It should only take a few seconds with your search engine um, to like find out 
more about what their certification means. Like you can just type in their certification into your search bar and it'll pop up with that program and it should take you like two seconds to just skim through what that program was. Um, sometimes they're just feel good certifications for appearances sake. Uh, it's, um, you want to look for the ones that take a lot of work and effort and skill to gain that qualification. It's not just appearances. My own program, for example, took me seven months to complete four books to read, a certain hour requirement of both observing coaching as well as being observed coaching, and weekly homework, a portfolio we had to complete that took me like 12 hours to put together, and two finals we had to pass, one coaching and one written. The second certification I'm working on right now for children's mental health is 96 hours of training and multiple tests for each unit that I complete. The other certification I looked at was completed after a year, and I had over 100 hours required of coaching practicum before you were qualified. And even with these certifications, I'm still not qualified to work with anyone who has an active addiction, anyone who is active in self-harm or struggles with suicide ideations, I'm not qualified to work with people who have a relapse with their mental health or struggling with manic anything. Um, I'm also not qualified to actively work or work with people who are actively involved in domestic violence situations or living with a violent person. I cannot and would not claim to treat or cure or diagnose or assess you or your children. I also can't work with children directly. I have a code of ethics that I'm required to follow and at any time if I cross a line, I can be reported and lose my certification. I also have to keep up with about seven hours a year of continuing education and 30 hours of supervision and group sessions to stay certified. This is still minimal compared to the education the average therapists have and the guidelines that they have to follow. There's a really lot of coaches offering to help you have a breakthrough, heal, whatever, based off their own experiences, and they often have amazing value to offer, but sometimes all they have is good marketing skills. A lot of therapists dislike coaches due to this for really good reasons. It is causing harm and we already have enough to deal with. Ideally, you would hire a coach with not only experience, but also one informed on current best practices, integrity, and great like updated research and practices around mental health and trauma. The reason that these things are important in finding a coach is that many coaches feel they can save or rescue you from your pain, but their methods can actually make it worse or cover up issues that can lead to longer term issues over time. And if you have someone with a general life coaching certification trying to teach a trauma survivor 
they likely won't understand the adaptations many of us have had to use to get by, and they might use shame or negativity or even toxic positivity to motivate, among other things. And that can be downright harmful or re-traumatizing. Even if you hire a life coach that costs you 10000 a session, and believe me, there are many, that price tag doesn't make them more or less qualified. It's just a number they assign to themselves. Just like you shouldn't need therapy to recover from your therapy, you also shouldn't need therapy to recover from your coaching. But the benefit to a good qualified coach are so many and varied. They can provide support and care in ways that are different than therapy is designed to do. It can also be more accessible and work around difficult schedules that might make therapy impossible to access. Coaching can happen anywhere an internet connection can happen. It can also provide a safe space for those of us unable to get into therapy who don't have access to that or around specific areas that you want to focus on, like parenting. They can offer things like classes or other support opportunities. So in recap, coaching, because not everyone needs triage, and therapy, because it's normal and okay when you do. Coaching when you want to grow, therapy when you want to stabilize and heal. That is also growth, just so we're clear. (laughs) Sometimes you need both at the same time, and sometimes you need to ping pong back and forth between them. Sometimes coaching helps you feel safe in finding a therapist, and sometimes you don't need one or the other. Both can grow past and need to find the next level up. At the end of the day, trust yourself to find the right answer for you to get where you need to go. Whether that is therapy, whether that is coaching. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Safe Haven Parenting. I hope you have a great week. Next week, we are getting into parenting picky eaters and what to do to support food challenges. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and you'll be the first to get notified when that episode drops. Until next time.